This is an encore broadcast of Streams in the Desert Live. I believe that we are living in the days John wrote about. The end times are upon us, and of that there is no doubt. Get your mind out of the world, take your Bible off the shelf. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, April 7th, 2021, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. Coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is The Looming Digital Currency. But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne. We bow down, spiritually speaking, Lord God. We thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask that the power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate the place where anyone and everyone is hearing this around the world and that their hearts will forever be changed and ready to be entered into your kingdom, both in the here and now, Lord God, and on into eternity. Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary that I may have eternal life and that you have called me to lead others to the same through the power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit. We ask it all in Jesus' precious and holy name. Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, we are going to just dive right into a piece by none other than Mr. Michael Snyder of the economiccollapseblog.com, dated March 23rd, 2021, that speaks to just where the world finds itself here at 11.59 and split seconds, just before the imminent return of the one and only Savior of the world, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, in what is known as and is called the rapture 
of the Ready, Watching, Waiting, and Praying Church, or Bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. This piece is titled, The Hour is Late, of which Mr. Schneider begins thusly by reminding all that we are running out of time, but most people are still dead asleep. He says, I have to admit that I am really struggling with how to say what I need to share in this article. He continues by saying, I have been up against some real challenges in recent days, but the vast majority of my readers don't know that anything was different because I have just continued to pump out content onto the websites. He then says, of course, we all face challenges in life, and there are many that are facing far greater challenges than I have been facing. The phrase, remember Job, has been repeatedly coming to mind throughout this time, and there is so much that we can learn from that story. When great challenges come, there are often very important lessons that we can learn from them, and an entirely new chapter may await us on the other side of those challenges. Mr. Snyder then states, in this article, I am going to share with you some of the things that I have been sharing with people privately. Prior to sitting down, I spent some time walking around in the chilly mountain air outside. I wanted to clear my head and organize my thoughts before I began writing. Unlike in our major urban areas, the air is crisp and clean here, and I will never, he says, get tired of the view. We live in a truly beautiful world, but unfortunately, Mr. Snyder says, many of us take the beauty of nature for granted. Mr. Schneider continues by saying, many of you probably expect me to write an article about the latest mass shooter today. Uh, that is the big story that everyone is talking about. But the truth is, he says, it isn't really that important. There was a mass shooting last week and there will inevitably be more mass shootings in the days ahead. We live in a time when mass shootings have become complacent or commonplace, rather. And that is because we live in a deeply broken society. Mr. Snyder continues by sharing that in 2020, the number of mass shootings was almost 50% higher than it was in 2019. And he says, since we are off to a brisk start this year, the final numbers for 2021 will almost certainly be even higher. Mr. Snyder further adds that the Democrats are going to politicize this latest tragedy and use it as an opportunity to push their gun control agenda. And conservatives will freak out about that. In states, but short-term political battles are not where our focus should be right now. Just before going on to say, for a very long time, many of us have been warning about things that are coming. But now we are transitioning into a period where the time for warning will be over because so many of the things that we have been warning about 
about will actually be happening. Mr. Snyder then states, of course, you could say that we have already been in such a time since the beginning of 2020. The COVID pandemic continues to sweep across the globe. The entire world is wrestling with severe uh, economic problems. Civil unrest continues to rage in our major cities, and our planet is becoming increasingly unstable. He then notes, I have covered many of the things that we are currently facing in the article, in an article, he says, entitled Seven Plagues That Are Hitting Our Planet Right Now, that just went viral on Zero Hedge. But I would say you should just pop on over to Zero Hedge and check it out. Uh, He goes on to say, but as bad as conditions are at the moment. I believe that they will soon get a lot worse. In fact, says Mr. Schneider, I believe that we have entered a time when global events will accelerate dramatically. Now that Joe Biden is in the White House, a lot of people are crying peace and safety, but they aren't going to get peace and safety. Mr. Schneider then states, the next few months are a time to be watchful. In particular, he says, I have been privately telling people to watch Israel for anything unusual that happens. If you learn of something extremely unusual that happens over there that you don't think uh, I know about yet, please write me, he says. Way too often there are extremely important events that take place that the mainstream media never covers. So, he says, if history-changing events take place in the weeks or months ahead, and my friends, I assure you, they will, that doesn't mean that the mainstream media will cover them, says Mr. Schneider. In addition to watching Israel like a hawk, says Mr. Schneider, let us also keep our eyes on the Biden administration. He says, Joe Biden is not all, is not all there mentally and the warmongers that he has surrounded himself with are pushing us towards conflicts with Russia, China, North Korea and Iran. Mr. Snyder reminds us that there are multiple places around the globe where war could break out but let us hope that war can be put off for as long as possible. Because, says Mr. Snyder, once war does finally break out, it will greatly intensify the economic problems that we are already facing. At this point, says Mr. Snyder, I know that many of you are very eager for me to release my next book. Lost Prophecies of the Future of America, he says, has been ranking very well on Amazon charts for many months, and it is literally waking people up all over the globe. My next book, he says, uh, will also examine coming events which will greatly shake the world as we know it today, but I can't publish it yet. I feel that things that are about to happen will be absolutely critical to the message of the book. And so I need to wait and watch during this season. 
Mr. Snyder further states, I believe that we will soon see historic events take place, which will literally change everything. He further states, needless to say, many others also believe that 2021 will be a critical turning point as well. But ultimately, even 2021 is just an artificial man-made construct. With that thought in mind, he then asks his readers this question. Do you want to know who decided that the year would start on January 1st? He then gives the answer, which is, it was the Romans. He then asks, and why should our days start at midnight? He then goes on to say that 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 is an artificial man-made construct as well. And continues by saying, just because something has been handed down to us from previous generations does not mean that we have to blindly accept it. Mr. Schneider then points out, just as we are doing here today, many of you will read this article, he says, on Wednesday. Did you know that the name Wednesday actually comes from an ancient pagan god? Wednesday is Walden, Walden's Day, or Wooden's Day, or Orden, who was the ruler of the Norse god's realm and associated with wisdom, magic, victory, and death. The Romans connected Walden's Day to Mercury because they were both guides of souls after death. Wednesday comes from Old English, which is to say, what nest dag? Mr. Snyder moves to close his piece by stating, when you start to learn about the lies that we have inherited, it will open your eyes to a whole new world. Of course, says Mr. Snyder, most people never stop to question why things are the way that they are. Sadly, Most people just mindlessly absorb whatever the system tells them to believe. And as a result, we have a vast horde of vacuous sheeple populating our society today. Mr. Snyder ends his piece with this. The good news is that millions of them will soon be shaken out of their slumber by the apocalyptic events that are coming. It will be a rude awakening, but that is certainly, he says, preferable to never waking up at all. And on that thoroughly thought-provoking note, my friends, I will be right back after the break so that we may get to the meat of the matter concerning today's show, which is the looming digital currency.
guns and war And all of us got trampled on the floor I wish we'd all been ready The children died, the days grew cold A piece of bread could buy a bag of gold The sun has come and you've been left behind A man and wife asleep in bed She hears a noise and turns her head He's gone I wish we'd all been ready Two men walking up a hill one disappears and one's left standing still I wish we'd all been ready There's no time to change your mind The sun has come and you've been left behind The demons dying How could you Have been so blind There's no time to change your mind The sun has come and you've been left behind No And there's no time to change your mind The sun has come and you've been left Friends, that song could not be any truer today. Uh, it is even more so true than the first time I ever heard it in the uh, Thief in the Night series back in the 70s. I'm telling you, if you ever have the chance to, and you can go online and find it, the Thief in the Night series. It's a four-movie uh, set, and it is fabulous, and it really speaks to where we're all at this very hour and just here at 11.59 in split seconds, just before the imminent return of the Lord and only Savior of the world, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, now, my friends, many of you may have heard me say over the last year that I really believe that we would begin to see the emerging of the long-predicted uh, and prophesied use of a digital currency by either March 
or summer's end of 2021, my friends. I mean, that's what my estimation was from what I was getting from the Lord over this last year, that we would really begin to see the emerging of this in a way that we have not seen it before. Okay, and here it is just the seventh day of the fourth month of this year. And I've already seen where PayPal is now going to allow people not only to buy, sell and hold cryptocurrencies, but they just came out yesterday and said that they're going to begin their uh, checkout that you may now pay with those cryptocurrencies of your choice uh, that they that they honor on their platform. And uh, that is for merchants, about 29 million merchants around the world, you would be able to do that with. So how close do you think we really are to something a lot bigger than we know in this very hour, but it is only right around the corner? With that thought in mind, our next piece helps put a lot of what I have been thinking into words. This piece was written by another one of my favorite authors, who is as well a Christian, and his name is Britt Gillette, and is the author of the free ebook titled Coming to Jesus, as well as the books Sign of the Second Coming and Racing Towards Armageddon. The title of Britt's piece here today is called the coming global enslavement to digital currencies, of which Mr. Gillette begins by stating, central bank digital currencies are the future of currency. And when they arrive, they'll enslave the world. To understand why, he says, you first need to understand what they are, how they serve the vision of those in power, and why they're inevitable. Under our first subtitle and Brit's piece, which is what are central bank digital currencies, Brit examines just that when he begins by stating Central bank digital currencies, or CBDCs, have yet to be launched on a large scale. But advocates envision a government-controlled cryptocurrency that replaces national currencies. CBDCs will use digital tokens on a computer network to represent a national currency. They'll rely on blockchain, the same technology behind Bitcoin and Ethereum and other popular cryptocurrencies. He further states, as a replacement for paper currency, CBDC will serve as the digital equivalent of paper currency for the use as payment and an official unit of account. It will carry its own unique serial number or digital watermark to prevent counterfeiting. 
Britt further shares that across the world, central banks are openly discussing the introduction of CBDCs, including England, Canada, China, the European Union, and the United States. So, he says, why should you care? Because CBDCs are far different from Bitcoin and other popular cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is a decentralized, no Bitcoin, he says, is decentralized. No single authority controls it. In contrast to central banks, will uh, operate, regulate, and control CBDCs. As you'll soon see, he says, this simple distinction is the difference between the libertarian's dream and every citizen's nightmare. Moving on to the next subtitle in this piece, which is how central bank digital currencies give unprecedented power to government, Mr. Gillette explains that in the future, you'll own nothing and be happy. So says Klaus Schwab, the founder and executive chair of the World Economic Forum. Schwab's vision is one shared by many of the world's wealthiest and most powerful individuals. They envision a world where you own nothing. But this begs the question, if you own nothing, who owns everything? The answer is simple. They do. Next, Britt asks the burning question, so how do they intend on making their vision a reality? They'll do it through, listen up my friends, an event called The Great Reset. While this vague term covers a number of policy ideas, the heart of The Great Reset is a complete overhaul of the global monetary system. He says this isn't anything new. It's happened four times before. Mr. Gillette states since 1900 alone, we had four global monetary systems, the gold standard, the gold exchange standard, Britain Woods, and the U.S. fiat dollar standard, or we call it the petrodollar at this point. On average, he says, these systems have each lasted about 40 years. We're now in year 50 of the U.S. fiat dollar standard or the petrodollar, which means we're overdue for a new global monetary system. Brit then states that, um, and, and so do I, my friends, In all likelihood, it will feature a central bank digital currency at its core. If so, the governments will gain unprecedented power over individuals. He states that under such a system, private bank accounts will disappear. In their place, everyone will have an account with the central bank. Unlike paper currency, which people can exchange in private, all transactions will take place in a digital ledger. This means central bankers will have the ability to view all transactions. Nothing will be private. My friends, just as a little side note, 
There was a bill introduced in March of 2020 called the Banking for All Act that would have required, if it had passed, all FDIC uh, insured banks to have had, by January 1st, 2021, the ability to set up a digital currency wallet for every person that they consider to be they call unbanked or underbanked living in the United States of America. There again, if it had passed, it would have fulfilled what Mr. Gillette just shared. So I am sure that when the time is right, it or something similar to it will once again be reintroduced and passed into law. Now, under our next subtitle, of which asks why central bank digital currencies inevitable, Britt explains that before CBDCs can become the standard, paper currency first needs to be eliminated. We're moving towards that goal now. The COVID-19 pandemic accelerated the trend towards cashless payments. He says, according to the Pew Research Center, during any given week, nearly a third of U.S. adults said that they typically made no purchases using cash. And uh, the younger you are, he says, the more likely you are to use cashless payments. This means the trend will continue long into the future. Continuing on, Mr. Gillette further points out, but even if people don't voluntarily choose cashless payments, paper currency will disappear anyway. This, he says, is because new technologies will make it uh, impossible to prevent counterfeiting. 3D desktop printers, uh, Technology will soon create objects where every molecule is perfectly positioned. With such technologies, counterfeiters uh, will flood the world with perfect copies of every national currency. No one will be able to tell the difference between fake currency and real currency. When that happens, he says, both the fake and the real will be worthless. World governments won't have a choice. Britt continues on by saying they'll quickly do away with the physical currency and all economic transactions will go digital. The replacement will be either a series of central bank digital currencies or a single central bank digital currency for the whole world. Mr. Gillette then asks, think most people will reject the CBDCs? He says, well, I hope so. It's highly unlikely. Governments will make sure adoption is quick quick and easy. They'll simply launch a campaign to claim your digital wallet. What did I just say a second ago? To incentivize people to do so, they'll uh, provide an initial deposit of 10000 20000 30000 or whatever amount is necessary to get people to take action. 
This is what they're doing in China, my friends, with their digital currency that they're already using there. They gave away digital currency. Now, I'm not going to say it was ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars uh, of their money, but um, they did give away large sums of their uh, yuan to get people to buy things with it on uh, their phones so that they would understand how it was going to work. Uh, Britt then says, once everyone is on board, they'll eliminate paper currency and, uh, and other options for payment of goods and services. The result will be a government-controlled economic system based on CBDC. In his next subtitle, my friends, which addresses the global assault on freedom, Britt states that the end of paper currency and its replacement with CBDC will give ultimate power to government leaders. Not only does it offer a way for a way to permanently record every financial transaction, but CBDC will track where you go and what you do and will track the websites you visit and the friends you interact with. He further states that while most of this information is already available through tracking of credit card and debit cards, mobile phones, and social media profiles, a state-sponsored digital currency will provide unfettered access to this information. He adds that it will create a closed government-controlled economic system where everyone is dependent on central bank digital currency to participate in society. He continues by saying that this gives government the ability to control your behavior mm -hmm, down to the most minute details of daily living. If the government decides that they don't like you, because you won't wear your mask or take your vaccination, which is in a time that is still yet to come for that level, they can cut off access to your account and freeze you out of the economic system. Britt adds that they'll be able to tell you what you can and can't buy. They'll be able to tell you where you can and cannot go. In essence, he says, they'll have complete control over your life. Mr. Gillette then says, for example, take China's social credit system, which establishes a centralized record for individuals and businesses. The system uses a numerical score to punish and reward people can anyone say credit score my friends and businesses on the basis of their economic and personal behavior imagine a similar system where you live the government could punish certain businesses such as gun shops or they could force you to buy broccoli instead of ice cream because they know what's good or best for you. The possibilities, he said, are endless. Just before going on to say, but most important in the eyes of the central bankers will be the ability to truly manipulate your economic 
behavior. Today, central bankers can print currency, but they cannot make banks loan it and they cannot make you spend it. This means that they have zero control over currency uh, velocity. An essential component of economic planning. But with CBDC, hmm, they'll be able to introduce negative interest rates. For example, imagine you have $1,000 or 1,000 CBDC in your account due to slow economy and the uncertainty of your job situation. You choose to save it. The central bankers want you to spend it and spur economic growth. With central bank digital currency, they can implement a negative rate on your account, telling you to spend the $1,000 by a certain date or else lose 5% to negative interest. Hmm. For central bankers, this is the tool. It is a tool, and it is the tool that they've always lacked. And it gives them the ability to directly control individual behavior. Because CBDCs enhance their power, you can be sure they'll do everything they can to make them a reality. And while I'd like to think we can avoid them, the emergence of CBDC. Um, that's funny. They they transpose that. It's CBDC uh, is inevitable, which now brings us, my friends, to Mr. Gillette's last subtitle and the most important one of all, if you ask me, which is that the Bible foretold all of this, and it's where Brit uh, begins by stating. For those who have read the Bible, none of this comes as a surprise. Almost 2,000 years ago, the book of Revelation foretold a global economic system eerily similar to the one that we see taking form today. It continues by sharing that the Bible says a time will come when a global dictator will require everyone on earth to receive a mark on their right hand or in their forehead. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16. Without this mark, people won't be enabled to buy or sell anything, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Revelation chapter 13, verse 17. Britt then asks, how will this work? The exact details aren't clear, he says, but the worldwide rush to create central bank digital currencies provides us with a glimpse as to how such a system might work. The Bible says that the Antichrist will rule a global government, and it was given into him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindred, kindreds and tongues and nations. 
Revelation chapter 13, verse 7. To control who can buy and who can sell, he'll need a system capable of tracking every transaction on earth. He'll need a way to monopolize all financial transactions and a way to kick people out of the system if they don't do his bidding. CBDCs create such a system. All that's required to bring about this great reset, listen up, my friends, is a global economic crisis. Hungry people will be more than willing to adopt such a system if it means the difference between eating and not. Now, here at the end of Brit's uh, piece, he now asks, so, what does all of this mean? He then says, it means that we're fast approaching a time the prophets warned about. He says, we're in the midst of a global pandemic, and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilence, which is just another word for pandemic, my friends, pestilence and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Luke chapter 21, verse 11. Israel is back in the land, says Mr. Gillette. Therefore, behold, the days cometh, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, the Lord liveth, which broughteth up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord liveth, which broughteth up, and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from all countries, whether I have driven them, says the Lord, and they shall dwell in their own land. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 7 and 8. The Jewish people are back in Jerusalem. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the seas and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Luke chapter 21, verses 24 through 28. And the gospel is being preached throughout the world And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. The end times approach, says Mr. Gillette, just before closing with this. The tribulation, the antichrist, the global government, 
are all on our doorstep. But first, the rapture must take place. So don't despair. While it looks like the world is falling apart, every Christian should have peace or the perfect shalom of the Lord, my friends. We know how it ends. Jesus is coming. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Revelation chapter 22, verse 20. And he's, and he's coming soon, says Mr. Gillette. Which brings us, my friends, to Jesus' invitation of salvation, which he sent to the world at large, that he shed his precious and holy blood for, and is found on the pages of the book of Revelation as well. In Revelation chapter 3, verses 20 through 22, which state, where Jesus is speaking, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I, Jesus said, will come in to him and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I, Jesus said, grant to sit with me in my throne. The word throne means power, to sit in my throne or my power. Even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne or his power, my friends. Jesus said, he that heareth, or he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit, my friends, saith unto the churches. And then, my friends, in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, where the Apostle Paul gives instructions on just how to partake of this wonderful salvation that has only been made possible by way of the work that the Lord Jesus Christ did upon the cross of Calvary by way of his death, burial, and resurrection, and by way of the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. And is as follows. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou, or you, my friends, shall be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, I like to say right living in Jesus Christ. And the word of God goes on to say, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is he? He's Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. In other words, there's no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who is he? He's Jesus Christ. The word of God says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. My friends, that means that if you will give wholly, totally, and solely over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Walk the walk, talk the talk, know God's word, know it well, know it correctly for yourself, 
and be ready, watching, and waiting for his imminent return in the rapture. You'll be good. You'll be ready to go, my friends, and to be the hands and feet of Jesus while you're here, doing the things that he has called you to do in this life that promotes him. My friends, we are here on this earth to promote the Lord Jesus Christ and the fact that mankind has been given the unmeasurable gift of eternal life through the precious and holy shed blood that the Lord Jesus Christ shed upon the cross of Calvary for us. We just have to partake of it. And to do that, it goes back to what I said, asking the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, begin to walk the walk, talk the talk, know God's word, know it well, know it correctly for yourself. My friends, it's to be on a straight and narrow path, just as it says in the word of God in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. My friends, the Lord Jesus there says that many are called, but few are chosen. Because, my friends, not all people are willing to go the extra mile in doing what the Lord God has commanded all of mankind to do for their entrance into his eternal kingdom of heaven, which begins with receiving his one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, as their only Lord, Master, Savior, soon-coming King, and Messiah. Not Odin, not, uh, not any of these false gods, my friends, not Islam, not Catholicism, not any man-made religion, my friends, but that which the Lord God has sent down from heaven, who was Jesus Christ and now is back at the right hand of God, sitting in his throne and in the power, the right hand power of God, soon to come into his kingdom for a thousand years upon this earth to show and to be with his people, Israel, those of Jerusalem, that will receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord, Master, and Savior, as we as Christians, we'll have citizenship both in heaven and on earth for eternity, my friends. But there is a price to pay for everything. The Lord Jesus Christ had to lay down his life, shed his precious and holy blood for the repurchasing of us after Adam in the Garden of Eden had given man's dominion over to Satan. And from that point on, Satan has been a ruler in this world. Not one stronger than God, though, for he was created by God and soon will be entering in to the lake of fire for all eternity with the Antichrist beast, false prophet, the evil angels of Satan, demons, and all whoever walked in this life from the very beginning, who has not received the Lord Jesus Christ as their only Savior. My friends, the Lord God knows the end from the beginning. He knows who will and who won't, but it is our decision to make. He can't make it for us, and he's waiting with open arms. The Lord Jesus is waiting for each and every one of us with open arms to receive us 
into his kingdom, both here and now, until he comes, and then on into eternity. For the kingdom that exists now is not one built with the hands of men, my friends, but is in the power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit. That's why he sent his spirit back uh, on the day of Pentecost to not only walk with men, but to indwell men. And that is one more thing that as a Christian we are called by the Lord God to do, and that is to be filled with the indwelling power, working, and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, that we may lay hands on the sick and they may recover, that if the Lord so chooses, he can raise a person from the dead by way of using us as a conduit for his spirit to go through to get the job done, because it's always him that does the work. My friends, the succession is to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your only Savior by asking the Lord Jesus Christ with a broken and contrite heart and spirit to forgive you of your sins. Then, once you have done that, my friends, you are to seek the Lord God, as it says in Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6, among other places. There are a lot of other places that indicate the very same thing, my friends, but those are very clear cut pieces for you to look at at the beginning of your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. To receive the indwelling power working and anointing with God's Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. So in the time that the darkness continues to prevail in this world and it becomes as dark darker than anything we've ever seen in this world before, which is upon us, you will be able to stand because it will be the Holy Spirit of the Lord God standing in you and doing the work for you that will keep you. And it will also be the same power that God will use to lift you up off this earth at the time of the rapture, just as he did with the Lord Jesus Christ at his ascension. My friends, so today is the day of salvation. Now, I just want to say that, you know, tomorrow may never come for some of us. Who knows who it would be? Uh, So today is the day, says the word of God, that we need to seek the Lord God for salvation through his one and only begotten son, who is Jesus Christ. Because we never know at what moment anything can happen, especially in the world that we're living in now. Take, for instance, today, I just read, here in Arizona, a, a family is heartbroken this evening because their dad He isn't in a high-profile kind of uh, a business in one regard, but I'm sure by what I tell you his business is, you could see where it could be edgy. And that is, a man went to work, a 50-year-old man went to work this morning and kissed his wife goodbye and said goodbye to his children, and that was his last goodbye because he was the owner of a tow truck company, and a man came in. And because he couldn't get his way or because he was angry and disgruntled, he killed him. That man did not know when he got up this morning that this would be his last day on this earth. My friends, be ready, watching and waiting at all times. For you know not at what hour your Lord doeth come. My friends, 
the rapture is something that is to take place soon and very soon. Only the Lord knows the day or the hour, but many will have gone off through death before that takes place, possibly. He could come in the next minute for all I know, but I'm just saying that if the longer he tarries or waits, in other words, to make that trip for us, people will be leaving this earth and they need to be ready, watching, and waiting upon the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, going back to what Mr. Schneider said in his article, I think I would have chose just maybe one or two different words. Just is my opinion and just I hope that I would have at least, and I can see where sometimes we, we do make mistakes in our choice of words. But the fact is, is when he said that the shootings were not important, I know he didn't mean it that way. But someone who doesn't know his writing style or doesn't know him uh, in, in all the things that I've read and listened to about his personal life and his walk with the Lord, they may not understand that he wasn't being called because it is so important that we know the Lord Jesus Christ before we leave this earth. So, yes, every shooting that takes place is a thought back to, were they ready to meet the Lord? Because as soon as you take your last breath here, my friends, you will either be in the arms of Jesus in paradise, or you will be in the grave called hell waiting to be banished forever to the lake of fire on the final day of judgment. My friends, with that said, today is the day of salvation. If today you feel the Lord pricking your heart through the power working and anointing of his Holy Spirit, the wooing of God's Holy Spirit, it's one of the one of the jobs of God's Holy Spirit is to woo us into realizing that we do need a Savior and that the Lord Jesus Christ is that Savior. It's what sets him apart from the rest of the world, my friends. So many things do, but the power working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit give us the ability to know in our spirit that he is our only way of escape if we will receive him. With that said, my friends, today, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, or if you would like to rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, please just say this prayer with me from the depths of your heart, not your head. The Lord knows the end from the beginning. He knows who is true in what they say and who is not meaning what they say. So, my friends, if you are ready to receive the Lord Jesus Christ or to be reunited with him in your walk, he's ready to receive you if he sees the sincerity in your spirit and heart. With that said, let us pray. My friends, please pray these words out loud if you can. If not, just say them quietly wherever you are. But the fact is, is, Lord God, I humbly come before your throne and I bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, I know that you sent your one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, to be the only Savior of mankind for all eternity. And Lord God, I thank you for that precious gift that you have bestowed upon me, 
you take each one of us individually, Lord God, and I thank you for that. Lord Jesus, I humbly come before your throne and I bow down today with a broken and contrite heart and spirit. And Lord Jesus, I ask that you would please forgive me of my sins for I know that I am a sinner in need of a savior. And Lord Jesus, I know in my heart and in my spirit that you are the only savior of all mankind. And I ask that you would receive me today into the family of God. And Lord Jesus, I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you have promised. So therefore, I know today you have received me and that I am made new in the spirit and ready to know God's word, know it well and know it correctly for myself, ready to walk in the power working anointing with the evidence of speaking with other tongues after seeking the Lord God for that gifting. And Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you so much for saving my soul, that I will have eternal life and not eternal damnation in the lake of fire. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would have your way in my life each and every day from this day forward. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen. Well, my friends, with that said, you're about a half a second old, and it's a wrap. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee his peace or perfect shalom, my friends. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. John wrote about The end times are upon us And of that there is no doubt Get your mind out of the world Take your Bible off the shelf Join Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?